0: (laughs) Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of the Lord? I absolutely love fellowshipping with you. I got here around 6 this morning, and I was praying, and I was interceding for the body of Christ, and then I got the one text message about Natalie receiving Jesus Christ, and Sal, I worked on you for over a year, and you finally did it, boy. Amen. So I'm excited of what God is doing. I'm excited what God has promised me almost 17 years ago about this house. And I'm seeing the trickle of it, but I want to tell you, we're learning how to allow it to be rivers flowing from us. The power of God, God's will, God's manifestation, like rivers instead of trickling or a a pond that just stays still. We're going to see this today. We've been talking about Jesus. There is power in that name. Now, last week, I asked you the question... In the title of our message, Why Should I Continue to Pray? And we're going to continue with that today. Last week, we learned one of our points was God has deposited his power in us. When you became born again, his power was deposited in you. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So we began to realize this thing about prayer and answered prayer and and how come, God, you're not doing something. We began to realize that through the cross that Jesus Christ did everything. He said it is finished. And what he did is availed us to be able to relate with Father God. That's why he came to this earth. We relate with Father God, and in that, we become brand new in our spirit, and the power of the Holy Spirit resides in us. So with that, last week, we talked about this, we discussed how so if Jesus said it is finished and doctrine tells us that the work of the cross is done, he never has to go back to the cross again, that your salvation continues in you. Yes, we sin, but 1 John 1.9 speaks to the believer. If you sin, confess that sin before the Lord, And he is faithful to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That that sin does not have a hold of your life. So what God has done is 100% done. So what we are grasping at as a congregation, as individuals, as a church, as Christianity, we are grasping at this part of that maybe it's not God that's stalling. Maybe it's our belief factor in what I just expressed to you. So we went a little bit deeper last week as we've been talking about the power of Jesus' name. The second thing we understood, and we're going to touch a little bit more on that. I'm going to expand it today And then we're gonna go to my third point and finish with that. We learned that we must release his power through prayer, through prayer. And in this series, we have really come to a realization that we misunderstood prayer. We misunderstood intercession. We misunderstood things. our, Our heart was huge for God, But deception has been in this world since the beginning of sin. And because of that, then our prayer life has been nominal. We have not expressed the faith that God has set apart for us to walk in through His Word, the study of the Word, and that faith then moves mountains, Why? Because Jesus already gave us the power. John 7, verse 37 through 39, we read this last time together. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water." But this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, who's in you, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, but he is now, because Jesus was not yet glorified or gone to sit on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. So let's continue with this amazing revelation, and let me just kind of tear it apart a little bit more, and then solidify it for you. We concluded with this statement last week in our message with a question before it. So here's the question. How much of the work of salvation has been done? And the answer we found, and we know, scriptural, all of it. So with that in mind, hear the same word, now. Now. It's now. There is going to be a transitional thing that's happening now. There's going to be a prophetic word given to us tonight. And I was just uh, notified this morning that there was a prophetic word. and, And we decided to give it tonight. And it's going to absolutely, I haven't heard it yet, but I know that it's going to absolutely change us tonight everything that god needs to do or needed to be done is completed we can't comprehend that because we have been taught in religious circles you know just wait on god 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 and we get tired of waiting on god amen don't don't look at me that way We need to get real if we're going to move into this realm with God. If we're going to move into this new thing that God is doing, we need to get real with our life and the way we think. We need to learn that God doesn't need to change. I need to change. Let me say this too. So do you all. I'm wondering what you're praying about has already been done in the heavenlies. but we need to move it from heaven to earth because we've been given the power to do that. Ephesians tells us that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We have been blessed. So if we have, then it's now. So all of us who are born again have been blessed by all, and here's another question, then why don't we have them? This is what we're trying to really understand as a church. Well, you know, I mean, God knows better. Yeah, God's smarter than me. We get that. But see, we don't understand how smart God was and how he set it up for us. So why don't we have them? the answer, we have to move them from heaven to earth through prayer. The work has been completed, so it depends on what we're to do. Or how we will respond to the tool that brings the blessings to earth called prayer. Churches call for prayer, and about 3% of the body comes to prayer. And that is not something where, you know, uh, shame on anybody. No, it's not shame in that. It's when the enemy can deceive the body of Christ, the church, regarding the tool we have to bring the heavenlies into our life personally and those around us, and we really understand that, then we become the greatest enemy for the enemy. We become the one that will do these things. Why? Because that's what God planned. God planned through prayer for you and I to bombard bombard heaven and take the power of God and loose it in this earth. So with that in mind, let me give you the third point. God adds his fire power to our prayers. I told you that last week but I really didn't cover it. But I'm really going to cover this. And I just want you to know that quite a few weeks ago, I taught on this also in a different light. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come from a different way and teach you the same thing. Because how many of you know we learn when we hear something over more than once? Amen? So you stick with me. And if if the enemy says, Well, Pastor, didn't you talk about that a while ago? Yeah, I did. Praise God. It's so important for your life, for this time especially. What the enemy meant for bad with COVID, God has turned it around in the body of Christ. There has been a season that even the church was saying, we don't know what to do. I knew what to do to stay focused on Jesus Christ as the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the way maker. And he will do what he says. What we need to understand, and, and now when I'm saying it this way, I want you to recognize this. We need to understand how much God loves us, that he wants to bless us And now let me say it, he has blessed us, so it's now. But we have to get out of the COVID mentality, which was before COVID. But COVID was to bring destruction to the church, and it didn't work. The church is becoming stronger and greater because they understand now the greater thing, what I am expressing to you. Your heart, your mind, your spirit is way more open to the things of God at this moment. It's because it's now. This is what God is doing. So let's see what has happened in all this time frame where maybe deception or misunderstanding or just God, why? How come? How come it's taken so long? So let's give the answer here and show you the moment you began to pray in faith and God's will, the Word of God, God began to move. Revelations 5.8. Remember last week I told you to put your finger there In Revelations probably won't get there? Well, we didn't get there last week, so let's read it now. Now when he, Jesus, had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Remember that teaching? According to this verse, golden bowls contain your prayers in heaven. In Revelation chapter 8 verse 1 it says when he opened the seventh seal there was silence in heaven for about half an hour Now if you didn't understand heaven you wouldn't get what took place there 24/7 there's worship going on There's a volume of worship towards the King of Kings and Lord of Lords Never stops but there will be a half hour of silence in heaven. And let me show you what's taking place here. Now, this also is a prophetic word regarding end times. But it also tells you in the prophetic word of end times, it tells you what is happening and what God assigns some angels to do with your prayers. Verse 2, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. Now remember, we're we're talking about this prayer, talking about the altar of God, talking about golden bowls, we're talking about incense that's constantly bringing a fragrance to the Lord of how great he is. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, I want to just say this to you, is there is an angel assigned with incense to add that incense that brings a fragrance unto the Lord to your prayers. And notice, for some of us who have been lied to by the enemy who think you're not spiritual enough and your prayers aren't powerful enough. It said all the saints' prayers. Amen. So wherever you're at with the Lord, whatever mess ups you've done, Jesus Christ went to the cross for that. It's completed. So your prayers matter to God. God, are you listening to me? Before you began to pray, he already assigned an angel to add incense to your prayer. So it goes up before the Lord. I mean, I don't know about you, but I get really excited, and that's why I rise up early in the morning and pray. That's why I'm in here on Sunday morning at the time I am, because. I want to meet God. I want to be with God. I pray in tongues all the way over here in the car. Amen. Turning left, turning right. But I'm praying because I just know how much God loves you and me. You know why I know that? The Bible tells me so. Watch this. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascend before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it. Now watch this. Watch it. You prayed. It ended up in the golden bowl before the throne room of God. God assigned an angel to take incense Put that incense, mix it with your prayers, and with his hand, the incense of that presents it before God. But look what he just said: Ascending before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it. After we did all this prayer, the angel did what he did, sent it before God. It's In God's nostrils, worship and prayer and and just what we just did this morning, okay? Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. So just let me just, okay, all you doctrinal geniuses, because I go to schools and universities and talk like this. What happens with that fire? Where is it? Now notice the whole picture is about prayer, angel of sign to do a job, incense, adds it to the prayer. Set up, sets it up for God. Then from there, God wants to bless us. Fire from the altar of heaven is <laughs> set, and then it's that fire is thrown to this earth. Hmm. So... And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. Now, if you study the literal language it 's actually talking about earthquakes and lightnings and thunderings and stuff like that. but when you when you recognize the truth of the Word of God, you will begin to see that it also is an an enlightening no pun intended to um, a spiritual power that has been given. And I'm not talking about some Eastern, you know, religion or anything like that. I am talking about the plan of God when Jesus says it is finished. So watch this. Here are these bowls. When these bowls get full and the incense goes up to the throne room of God, the angel's job is to add the fire from God's altar to our prayers, then he throws it back down to the earth. Do you remember a scripture that says something like, um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Something's been thrown to this earth. Okay, let's let's find out. In scripture... This fire is the same fire that fell at Mount Carmel. Remember the story of the prophet and the the false prophets? Consumed the false prophets? This is the same fire that stood between Israel and the people of Egypt. This is the same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost. Cloven tongues of fire. It's the fire and the power of God. Now, so let me just ask a question. Because the enemy's battle is to get you deceived or frustrated or worried so you stop praying and you start begging. So my question to you is how full are your bowls? Remember, I already touched on this. We're not talking about a time frame. We're not talking about if you just pray with me an hour or if you'll do this or do that. All these wonderful tools that the church has used to help them get into a prayer walk or a prayer life. Journals, you name them. They're all good. They're all wonderful. So we're not coming against that. But what I'm just telling you is we can have all the tools and all the ability to, but if we don't believe, what God has done, it is finished, then we're always begging God to do something when he already did it. The fire has been thrown. Are you following what Scripture's telling us? A bowl that's for your family. A bowl that's for your marriage. A bowl that's for your business. A bowl that's for your health. All these bowls are in heaven. Whoa. You know, I, um, one of my mentors, I had the privilege of being on his elder board and all the different things, is uh, Pastor Jack Hayford. One of the most amazing men you'll ever have known, and he passed away. Every day he would get up and he would have places on the outside of his home. Thank God he lived in California, so he didn't have six feet of snow. But he would walk around his house and each segment of his home represented a certain area of his life, ministry, the world, all the lost souls, all the different things. And I always heard that, and years back when he was the president of of Life Bible College, uh, the school I went to, and it's university now, but I always heard that story, and I did not connect until I was on the elder board, and he called me. I was on a retreat for study for this church um, when I first came back, close to 17 years ago. And so I was studying and putting together all my messages for the year and the following year, and and I had just gotten there, and I I I went for a run. And so I ran a few miles, and um, I was by the beach, and then I came back, and I showered, and then I looked at my phone, and it was a message, and all of a sudden, it was God. No, it was Pastor Jack, because that's the way I looked at him. <laughs> so it's a great man of God. And... He had called twice, and the second time he left the message. And he said, I want you to come and be with me and be on my elder board uh, for this last season of what I'm doing. And he said, I want you to pray about it. And he said, what are you doing now, Gary? I said, well, I'm at a, oh, don't worry about it. You don't uh, I'm coming. I called the office. I packed up within a half hour, and I was out the door. And I was driving over, and I got there early. He was already there, and we sat down. And he explained to me that when he went around his house, that the the sections that he prayed, he pictured them as the bowls in heaven. And we never talked about the fire or anything like that. But the reality, he says... He says, all these bowls are in heaven. So how much time understanding this truth, that's where time's coming in. God may call you to fast for days, for weeks. God may call you to pray for days. God may call you to pray for an hour a day. Whatever God does with you, don't let it be an event. Like this morning, the change, this is not an event this is what God is leading us into, and my statement to you is I want you, when you leave this house today, I want you to understand God's got 75% more to do than what he did this morning in you. So look at, I said this to the leaders yesterday, 25% here, 75% out the door. What is God saying to you? What is God doing in you? What is God asking you to do? What is God saying to you to do in your business, your job? What All these things, what is God saying? Because I want to say to you, you have the power to do it. Because the fire has been cast. Think about it. If you're able to see the bowls in heaven of your prayers... For your kids and everything else, are they full? See, it doesn't tell us this, but just visualize with me. I wonder if they get full and spill over. And one angel looks at another one and goes, make sure we don't lose any of them. And then someone who's deceived might say, well, I think they lost my prayer. No, they didn't. The, an angel assigned to add fire to your prayers and throw them back to earth. It will change your situation by the fire and power of God, not by the time frame of your prayer. By the fire of God, but your prayer. We've learned prayer is praying the Word of God. We've learned prayer is is literally a worship. It is literally a speaking the will of the lord the word of god that is the will of god is the word of god and when you begin to pray that what it does it becomes that 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 just beautiful aroma to god and he's already assigned for those prayers to be cast back to here heaven to earth but he's given you the authority and power to do it. But pastor, I prayed for a long time. I know, but you didn't pray with that revelation. Because when you prayed, I'm prayer of faith and I'm believing God, you didn't pray that God cast it back to you. To release it as rivers, salvation, rivers of living water flowing i mean literally just flowing like like the biggest river right after a huge snow and it's melting just water for everything just coming out of you that's the power of god that's the holy spirit hmm now i've talked to you about this because i don't know about you but i've had the greatest grandmother anybody could ever have. She was a prayer warrior. She was four foot 11. She started at five foot one and she began four foot 11 and she has gone to heaven. She said, my prayers have been answered. 95 years old. A little bit later, she fell asleep and died. What she was telling me was her prayers were cast back and she, through her obedience, released it like living waters and she saw the results. Matthew 6, 9, and 10. Again, in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven. Jesus was telling the disciples because they asked us, teach us to pray. He didn't say, pray this prayer, teach us to pray. He said, this is how you pray. One of your major goals of Christianity is to let the answers of God flow out of you through faith and power. And it comes through worship and prayer. We're going to begin uh, next week a new series, and we're going to talk about, Hebrews chapter 11 talks about the heroes of faith. But we're going to go through the Bible, and we're going to touch on some people in the Bible. Why were they heroes? Today's day, heroes have been watered down to... I won't touch on that. I'll, I'll touch on that next week. The church family, prayer works. And if it's not working, it's not his fault. And if it's not working, it's because we didn't understand the power that's within us. And we don't believe it. Because how many of you have prayed? Like, i prayed like this way. I mean, maybe not physically looked like this, but I'm going to show you an example that sometimes we pray like this. We bow our heads. We've got one eye closed, one eye open. And our eyes just going all over the place, looking to see if it will take place. You know what our prayers need to be? Either our eyes closed or our eyes open. Doesn't matter. The Bible doesn't say close your eyes. Amen. Open your eyes. See, I'm just trying to just remove the deceptive words and the religious junk that is infiltrated in our minds. And we pray with our eyes open, and this is what we can do. Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. Thank you for allowing me to worship you and to be able to be your son. You see Jesus teaching how to pray. Now regarding your word says, and you proclaim the word of God, and I lift it up before you and I thank you that the power of my prayer will come back to me and will flow like rivers of water, and I will see the answer that you have desired in that situation. Let me tell you, and the more you know his ways, not just his acts, what's he doing? You know his ways. The more you don't have to pray, Lord, if it be your will, you don't pray if it be your will. You know his will. It's the word of God. God, if you want my children to be saved, then save them. It's, it's his will that all would be saved. So with all of that, here it is. You pray, you believe, and you know that there's fire in that. The power of God through the Holy Spirit and the answers of God, heaven comes to earth and you begin to speak that and even though you open up one eye and you see him totally opposite, you know it's gonna happen. And you stand, not in worry, you stand in faith. God said it, it's a done deal. Amen? Yeah, but God, he didn't heal me. Yeah, but God, he didn't do, God said it Keep believing that I heard uh, Kenneth Hagan Sr., I was at his prayer meeting, had the privilege of sitting right next to him. I was young, so I was shaking. Pastor Hagan, and he, he said that, that Jesus appeared to him in a message while he was teaching and told him, knock it off. Because he is saying, you're still trying to get me back on the cross. He said, knock it off. He could speak to Kenneth Hagin like that. He might not be able to speak to you like that because you get your feelings hurt. But he could talk to Kenneth Hagin that way. And, and he said, knock what off? He, says, he said, you need to tell the people that it is my will to heal. You need to tell the people, it is my will. I've already done, it is a done deal. And we read in Revelation, we read that in heaven, there's angels assigned to make sure every prayer that you pray in faith, the word, his will, is before God. And the answer is cast back to earth through power that's within you. Amen. New Testament, and I'm going to close with this. New Testament. Wasn't there someone trying to buy the power? That's not the kind of power we're talking about. So that I can just take it and push the button, it happens. No, no. It is a lifestyle of love, last week, honor, worship, and prayer. Love God because you are love. You are created in the image of of God. He is love. So you are love. And because you love, you honor like God has honored us. His desire is to bless us, to answer our prayers. He set it all up in heaven. But Jesus said, now this is what you got to do. You got to worship. You have to, and you go down, our Father who art in heaven, you know, you go through that. And he's taught you how to utilize his power. And then from the love to honor, then worship. How can we not all gather? I'm just saying this to you. I know we got busy lives. I know we have jobs and different things. But if you're able to be here, how can you not come to worship and prayer? Because he is your savior. Savior. 24-7 watches over you, and you come and you worship, and then we will pray, but I'll tell you what, it's going to open the door because deception is no longer at Valley Community Church. In any category or any percentage, it is being removed. What have we been calling it for the past year and a half? Breakthrough. Breakthrough. And it's a done deal. So let's all stand. So we heard now. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you now? What are you praying about? Hmm. What area of your life needs change? What area of your life needs change? And here's my last question. Do you want the fire of God to be released through you? Let's do this thing. We have the ability. It's just deciding that it's truth, it's right, and then saying, I choose to be this. I choose to be this. I choose to grow. I choose to love my spouse. I choose to love my family. I choose to to change me so that when I pray, that I'm not praying, oh, God, if only. No, 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 You, you pray, God, you've done it all. I worship you. Thank you that my children and my children's children will be born again, and they will serve God with all their heart. Because you promised that. Amen. So let's not close our eyes. Let's just go ahead and look at me. and I'm just saying, I proclaim in Jesus' name that you are well. I proclaim that any scales on our eyes, spiritual scales, have been removed. And I, I proclaim that even if you have questions, that you'll fall on your face before God and ask for the answer from God himself. Because let me tell you, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, doesn't matter. Jesus died for that and rose again on the third day. You got to hear that. Stop letting the world tell you you're worthless and no good, that there's a problem, there's, a, there's something wrong with you. Stop and allow the Holy Spirit to just infiltrate you with his love. And then you will see what I've just been preaching about. Amen. Let's give the Lord an applause for what he's done. Six o'clock this evening. We'll see you tonight. God bless you. Have a great day.